Dave Carter Grail at Fortigate Sports Centre on Scarab Bay Community Radio. Good afternoon, everyone. You're welcome once again to the Sports Centre here on Scarab Bay Community Radio on 88.3 FM and 92.7 FM in association with the Credit Union. And on today's show, we're going to look, having a look back at all the great action in, in East Hill of last weekend. And also, you know, having a look at the other games and looking forward with the Scarif under-21 manager to their eagerly awaited under-21A semi-final later on against Corofin Rouen. And now we're joined on the line by a member of the Killaloo Management when well-known to us all here on Scarif Bacon's Radio and to all our listeners uh, is Brendan Foley. Brendan, you're welcome once again. How are you, guys? Brendan, how are you? Brendan, I suppose a week on and we, we look back on what has been, you know, a, a, a great year for Smith O'Brien's GA club. Unfortunately, uh, your, ran, your race came to an end uh, last Saturday in, in, in Cusick Park. Two point defeat to a, a good downhill side, Brendan. Yeah, good good physical side leaders for the world. Like, you know, um, in, all, in, a, in all fairness, like, we've no complaints on the day. Like, you know, they, they just had that age in us from the word go um, tight game low scoring 13 points to 11 uh, you know we probably had a period of domination in the first half where we should have had a few scores on the board but we didn't convert and you know when, when you don't convert when you have your period of dominance it starts to come back to bite come, come back to you so um, you know it was, a, it was a nip and tuck game the whole way through Uh at any given time, there was only a point or two between us, like, you know, and um, just felt like, you know, we're just that yard off it the whole way through going to go, uh, join the match. Backs were solid, but our forwards, like, you know, the park, if, if, if you start losing, emptying the petrol gauge in, in Cusick Park, it empties fairly quick. And, um, you know, it, we were we were just a yard off it, like, you know, but in fairness, it's unhill. They, they they hold a good strong physical side, you know, um close you down, they put a lot of pressure on you, like, you know, probably played a little bit like the way we played in the county final uh, against Joseph's and um you know, you could see probably that they were that more fresher than us than what we were because they had a break of about I think it was seven or eight weeks coming into it and I heard they went back training about four four or five weeks ago so like you know they were they were the ones that could really build up build up build up as for the last number of weeks we were building up for championship and you know we we had to go to the go really to the well in, in with the Tubber match Tulla match and Joseph's match and maybe this one was <coughs> just a match too far to go to go asking the boys to go deep deep again but in fairness they did you know and going down the stretch with five minutes to go to his level but they just had that that little bit of uh, extra uh, spurt to get over the line, but on the day, I think they deserve to win. Yeah, and I suppose, Brendan, as you alluded to there, you know, the, the break can work. A break can work two ways, you know, and uh, at this time of the year, a fresh team coming into a game, it is a big advantage, there's no doubt about that, and they could get their celebrations over, they had a, a good run at it, and then they had plenty of time to focus on, on, on yourselves, where you were going, like, every second week, and it is, there's no doubt uh, for... Players like that, it is hard to keep it going, Brendan. <clears throat> it is hard to keep it going, you know. But in fairness to the boys, like after after the county final, we did we did train and we did train well for this. But like you know, you training is one thing, but then when you come out into the match, this when you really find out what the 
what the levels are at, like, you know, and in fairness to the boys all year, we, we have no qualms with them. They really, they really give everything for the club, for for themselves, like, you know, they really put their, their shoulder to the wheel all year. Look, we had a great year, like, you know, I think that was our third defeat this year, Clare Cup Championship, you know, with two losses <coughs> to the Clare Cup, and we, and we went through the Championship unbeaten, like, you know, but, like, you know, when you sit down and look at the Championship run that we had, we had a tough, we, I wouldn't say our group was the toughest, but we had Tully in that. And then we had tough quarter final with Tubber, tough quarter uh, semi final with Tully, and uh, a savage battle with, with Joseph. Like, you know, so like that can take its toll in a team. And like with Dunhill having that bit of a break, and, you know, they, they could increase the, the tempo for a number of weeks leading into this game. And Brendan, just. On the topic of the break, just maybe to, to lead on to that. I mean, they knew they were Waterford champions a long time ago. You didn't know who'd be Waterford champions. You didn't know he'd be clear champions. So, do you think the fact that they might have had a chance to watch year closing games in the in the championship, you know, knowing they were playing a clear the clear intermediate, do you think there might have been an advantage there that they may have been up having a look and maybe find ways of closing down your danger men? Well, possibly, like you know what I mean. Because we, the only one we could go off of them was in their county final, like you know and. If there were judges of our county final, like you know, we only scored two points from playing that match. So, like you know, um, they probably had a good bit of time to study us and yeah. get their house in order. Like you know, um, but uh, we we done a bit of homework on them as well. And you know, look, it was nip and tuck the whole way. Like you know, it was, it was, it was uh, like it was as I said, it was five minutes scored to the level. Uh, we just missed a couple of chances, and we were dealt the blow. Actually, you know the night before the match which was Saturday morning we did find out that you know Keith Stretch with a great season for us uh, he went down sick Friday night with a vomiting bug and like Keith was a loss because Keith Keith has been working working hard all year for us <coughs> his physicality in there he's a big strong presence and you know they were a physical side too so when you're missing a player like that you know it, 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 it is a loss yeah. like and um so, like, yeah, they did, they did. It probably was an advantage. Like, you know, you, you see, you see the way Belly Gunnar came out against Belly A. Like, you know, they looked way fresh as well. Like, and it, there probably is a plus in it. There can be a minus as well if you're sitting down doing nothing. But like, you will get challenge matches around the place. You know, when you go looking, and <clears throat> there were look at there, there are a good, strong, physical side, well able to hurl. You know, there's a few good players there, a couple of inter-county players there, ex-inter-county players, like, and he went off injured Casey, but, you know, overall, like, you know, maybe, maybe the year just caught up with us at, at the end, at, in the last, in the last quarter, because we just could not thaw it back, like, you know, but they always just seemed to have that little arm in the head of us the whole way through, like, even though it was only a point or two, we just couldn't get the score to, yeah. to kick on, like, you know. And Brendan, in fairness, I suppose, you know, the, the objective of Smith O'Brien's this year, you've achieved that objective. The, the 99% objective was to do what you did, and I think anything like that, after that would be a bonus. And uh, I think having achieved that objective, you can look back with pride on what was a marvellous year for the club. Our patch was an outstanding year for the club. Like, you know, like you've been covering us now for a number of years here, and you see how hard, how, um, you know, semi-final defeats, you know, down down through the years and, and like you know how close we were but to eventually get over the line like you know and, and in the manner that we done it because I think you know in the manner that we done it we showed a lot of honesty a lot of hard work you know we dug it out like you know what I mean it probably wasn't the, 
the prettiest of finals, but I think conditions um, dictated. Uh, dictated that. Like you know, and I, I just remember um, what you call him, Dahmer there from the, from the, Derek. the champion, uh, Derek Dahmer, and he's saying like you know, he kept saying it's steel, it's sharpened steel, and it was one thing that that was always sticking in my head, like you know, the battles that we won. It kept shouting us that when we got into a battle, we actually fancied ourselves because we were sharpened up, like, you know, and, like, it, it stood to us all year, those tough games, but when it came to this game, probably the the the, she, the steel was getting a little bit blunt from, from, from all the going-ons all year, like, you know, but no, we don't, no, it was a fantastic year, and the players can can really stand up and be very proud of what they achieved, uh, you know, the... And there was less of them. They really, they really dug in, you know. And like, uh, absolutely delighted for them because, you know, they've been trying there for the last number of years to get over the line. This, you saw how close they were last year with Scarif and Scarif and trying to win it. And you know, that was probably a, a, a motivation in itself as well. And you know, um, it was just great to get over the line and and and, and see it out, like you know. And there's no doubt about it, Brendan, you know, it was it was great for Smith O'Brien's and great for the, the, the community of Killaloo as a whole because apart from the hurling club uh, coming alive, uh, the town of Killaloo came alive and there's no doubt it, it has set the template for many more hurlers in, uh, to come in the future. And, you know, it has really arose the passion of hurling, not, not that it has never gone away, but it, it will have increased um, the interest in it down there. Oh, it will. Do you know, like... Uh you know yourself, as like you, you, you're around long enough. You've, you've seen your clubs win championships as well. Like you know, there's a great buzz, there's a great feeling, you know, uh, in 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 the town. And um, like you know, you saw all the the colour and the houses, and everyone got behind it. Like you know, and even even the day of the final, you know, you saw the support that was there. Like you know, from out the throughout the <coughs> parish, you know, and like, there was fellas there that I know that's living away from Kilo, that came down from Galway, uh, from Dublin few lads go from Cork you know they travelled up and like you know there was fellas tuned in in America listening to the match and you know what is when you see the well wishes coming in from all parts of the world like you know there's a a great sense of pride when when you say God you've achieved something and there's people at other ends of the world you know that's tuning in listening to the match and sending you good wishes and their their heart is still in the club like you know what I mean even though they're gone they're still watching the results and they're still they're, they're still involved in a way like you know what I mean even though they're not here they're still keeping in contact and you know that's important too like you know this you know and in fairness to Scarlet Bay like you know you've covered a lot of our matches this year and people far and wide can tune in as well like and listen to them and Look, you know, it was it was just great. It was just, it was a sense of relief too. I think you know to finally get over the line because, as I said, you know, we had been knocking on the door and to finally do it and and bring Petty Brown home and like you know, it's, there's there's a great photograph I must actually send it on to you. Is Petty Brown with the cup and Mrs Brown holding it inside in bed. It's, it's, it's an absolute cracker. And, uh, you know, that's that's the joy it brought to the town, you know yeah. what I mean, for people. And for the young kids as well coming up, you know, to, to have a lot of young kids now in the club from five, six, up along to 19, 20, like, you know, and to be seen or and now the objective is now to hold their status next year and kick on and, you know, to... To, to keep these young fellas going and like you know when a, when a win comes into a club like that there's a great buzz and there's a great feeling 
within the club and we're we have a bit of a do now coming up Saturday night, uh, launching a thing and there's the presentation the middles there for the under fifteens and under fela, you know, and uh, so and there's a presentation for the Komogi girls as well. So look, it's all positive down here. So you know you'll be. You have to make it. You have to. You have to make it. You have to make it. That's it. You have to. You have to drive on, and that's the only way to go. And 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 you know, feed off it. There's a, there's an energy from that, and you have to feed off it. There is exactly. You know, there is an energy off it, as you're saying. The buzz and like you, you saw it there, like you know, yourselves at the county final. The young kids that were there, the amount of kids <coughs> that were there, and they were to bring the cup into the schools. You know, which was a great, great, a great occasion for them as well. Oh yeah. You know to to get their hands in the cup and they're farming, you know, it, it, they're farming little dreams in their own head now but emulating this someday themselves you know that's a great thing altogether to have in a club to see oh, that it's, it's fabulous like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean and they're memories that they can cherish for, for a long long time yeah and with that for sure for sure Brendan look and thanks uh, to all Innsmouth O'Brien J Club and yourself for all the help you gave us during the year there was tremendous tremendous entertainment uh, for, for everybody there's one thing you always give value for money when you were out there there's no other way that and look congratulations on returning to Cena ranks unfortunately we thought we might have been maybe another day out with the Munster but again Brendan you can look forward to 2022 with confidence we can you know what I mean um we 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 we'll, we'll get back training now. I suppose February there, whatever. Like you know what I mean. We'd, and to be a pep in their step now, like you know they're they're they're, they're up now, senior, and it's you know it's great. But like you know the work, there's a lot of hard work has to be done now. We'll enjoy the couple of the Christmas and like you know it's it's uh, it's another level that you're going up. And you know it's 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 a hard it's a hard championship. It's a tough championship. It's a it's another level up and you have to prepare well for it and you know I'm sure with the level of preparation that the boys put in this year I've, I've no doubt that there won't be found wanting again get ready for the senior championship yeah and, and of course you've doubled your representation on the Clare senior panel as well with the inclusion of Michael Goff <coughs> and uh, uh, called up by uh, Brian Lohan for into the into the panel so you know it just shows it's a testament how well the club is going two members on the Clare senior hurling panel is absolutely fantastic and absolutely delighted for for the two boys like you know Keen was there last year and Mike Mike was there this year Mike was absolutely like you know this year wherever we, any job we ever asked Mike off to do whether it was in the forwards or in the backs like you know he, he gave it 110% and uh, like you know I'm absolutely delighted for him because he, he's, uh, he's a real role model in the club as well you know the way he prepares the way he conducts himself He's very approachable. He's in there coaching with the kids as well. You know, and there are things that the kids look up to, seeing that the lad that's in the clear setup when he's coming back in and he's teaching the young fellas the skills of hurling. You know, it's absolutely fantastic. And there's a long, long time since Claire or Killaloo had uh, two representatives in, in, in the senior panel. And, you know, I think that's a testament to the work that has been done going down the years with the young fellas within the club. So that didn't just happen by accident. There's a lot of people, as I said, she and the night the week after our county final. There's a lot of people that have done great work in our underage over the years. And you know, when they see the likes of that happen with Keen and Mike and into the senior squad, they can take a bit of pride in that as well. There's no doubt about that. Brendan Foley, as always, thanks very much for giving us the time here, your time here uh, on Scarpe Community Radio. Thanks very much, lads. Slow on, Brendan.
And now we're joined on the line by Conor McNamara uh, of Scarif. I remember that famous McNamara family steeped in, 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 in the GA in Scarif and steeped in, in management circles. And Conor is the manager of the Scarif Ogunlo under-21 hurling team as they look forward to a massive under-21 A semi-final later on today against Corofin Ryan. Conor McNamara, you're welcome. Thanks, lads. Thanks for having me. Conor, it's a, a, you know... The way Scarif, the way Scarif uh, Parish is going so well at the moment, and you know back, back up senior in the hurling, and now you know really flourishing on with this under twenty one team, great win over the Magpies of Clare Castle the last day, and back in an under twenty one A semi final. Yeah, sure, it was great, uh, Leo. I suppose the Magpies, Magpies came in with a different kind of a fight, but uh, in fairness to our lads, they, they they stood up to that fight. I suppose you know um, a different type of hurling game. I suppose you call it that. But in fairness, uh, the lads weren't weren't found wanted, you know. Yeah, and I suppose looking at the list, it was a it was a kind of a strange a strange start blow in in in, in Ogunlo, you know, <clears> and <throat> you know what, what the fire the Clare Castle brought and they had they had their sideline well warmed up as well. They had lads parked all over the field, and you know it was intimidating for you know some players that wouldn't be you know totally used to that. But they got into the game, Connor, and they put it to bed fairly quickly early in the second half. Yeah, like uh, to to be fair, Sir Castle, uh, I think it was the first ever game I saw with about seven mentors in each sideline. But to be fair to them, they they, they happened to manage to manage to do that. But uh, yeah, no, look at we we had we had the well we thought we had the lads well primed for 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 something of that nature, and we know we know well what Sir Castle bring. Um, but like I said, look at it, it was a battle. That's what I'd call it, especially in that first half. We were we were against the wind, we were playing up the hill. But in fairness, our, our leaders stood up. They might not have been the, you know, the, the the same lads that you you, you might have went home and said, "Geez, he had a good game." But when, when the battling, the battling that some of them lads did, it might have been the best hurling they ever played. But the battling they did, we, we couldn't question it. No, there's no doubt you couldn't fall and you couldn't fall the commitment. And, and you know, as you said, uh, players came very much to the fore that you, maybe you might not have been expected to do what they what they what they did. But you know, it really augurs well uh, for Scarlett Gunlord that. You know, other players other than the real season leaders came very much to the fore, Connor. Yeah, but sure. Look at Leo. You know yourself. I mean, leaders pop up from every angle. You know what I mean? It, it can't be the same lads over and over leading the fore every day. You know, um, like you know, when you look down through the team sheet, we have we have a a fairly experienced outfit at this stage. I would say in, in all aspects of hurling. So I mean. We spoke to them during the week about leadership. We told them, you know, when we announced the captain, like we said that, you know, that Martin Walsh is our captain for the year. But we we expect we expect leaders to pop up everywhere. And in fairness, that's what that's what happens, you know. And I suppose you were dealt to blow the last day, uh, Connor. Really, maybe knocked his, the shape of the side, maybe a small bit out of sync with the loss of Ono Grady at the start. <coughs> but he came in to play a pivotal role um, in the second half. Yeah, sure. Own own is and and will be a pivotal player for us going forward. Um, but uh, he had a slight um, ankle injury, and you know we look at it's one of those fifty fifties. We told him we like we didn't even make the decision. I, I think the, there were six minutes to go when we when we made the final decision on it. Um, but um, you know he made a good difference when he came in. To be fair, um, but even you know so look it was. It was one of those calls you never want to make, you know, but um, we just felt for, for himself and we, we were hoping that um, that we wouldn't need him. But as it turned out, we did need him, you know, um, but look at 
it was it was one of those things uh, you know it, it's one of those things that if 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 we didn't if we didn't happen to win that day you know there'd be question marks over the course it's all okay when you win of course you know oh, of course it cover it classes over everything doesn't know about that kind of you, you have the added um I suppose thing with Ogunlo going well in the Munster Club uh, Junior Championship with a massive win over Bricky Rangers uh, last weekend. You know, their players, uh, they're on now week in, week out. Uh, do you think that tiredness could be a factor for some of these guys coming into this game? I I don't think so. Um, you know, you're talking about under-21s here, you know, who who, who love their hurling, who enjoy their hurling. When when I was back, back the, that age, I wanted to be playing week in, week out. It didn't. I don't think it bothers them much, Leo. You know, um, the only thing you might get from them that that they won't tell you when is, is is a slight niggle here or there. That would maybe affect someone, but the week in, week out, and I, I don't think would 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 would, um, would affect them much. No. Yeah, and in fairness to the lads, you're good about they're 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 hurling very very well. Um, Connor Corofin ran formidable opposition. You know, um, um, uh, have done very well with minor champion two minor championships back to back. This is a real big step up, isn't it? Oh yeah, most certainly. Um, you know, they're they're the f- they're my favourites of the competition anyway. I mean, you you know, you go down through them like the, the Cahills, Mounsey there, in around the middle there. You know, Killian O'Connor, Shane Punch, Keane, McDonough in the corner. Like the the list is endless. You know, it's funny. I was reading, I was reading uh, on on the cleric what there about about the football. You know, and the, I think. I think they scored three goals in total, and the three scorers were were, were Mounsey O'Connor and Cahill. You know what I mean? So <laughs> that'll tell you. Like, look at the, the, the. I think they are the favourites. I, I don't think I'm I'm blowing smoke anywhere when I'm saying that. Like, but it's a formidable battle, no no doubt. You know, looking looking back over their their last game against Kilmeley, they had seven different scores. So you know, when you when you look at that, it's it's for sure a formidable challenge. Yeah. And I suppose, Connor, the one thing is, you know, the match is, is fixed for Stuart Park and Ogunlaw and home advantage uh, can, can look at it, it whether you take whatever lift you can get, but home at, home advantage has to be uh, worth two or three points of a start to Scarif Ogunlaw. Well, that's what uh, a lot of people are telling me that, Leo, but I, I, I think I, when I win the scoreline is 0-0, zero, zero, but I haven't seen <clears throat> a minus three or any scoreboard, so... <laughs> I don't know about that one now, but if if someone wants to give us three points, we'll take it. The man, Connor, I do. You know, I tell you one thing: you were never short of having the answer. I give you that much anyway. But look at you know, you know where I'm going. It has to be. You know, I do, yeah. But Corofin Rowan, as you could, they have hurlers all over the place. Their fitness isn't going to be a problem either. You know, they're an athletic team, and they've you know they've played very well together. The one day twenty one year two years ago, handy enough. They are minor, handy enough last year. Fecal Kilnina put into the pin of their collar. There's no doubt about it. If you break, you'd have to bring it into a battle and, and take it down, take it down the track. Oh yeah, I mean, look at it's the fifteen. Like I, I've named, I don't know how many, what I've named are seven or eight. But every, everywhere you look, you're looking at hurlers with them. You know, um, it's it's one of those it's one of those puzzles you have to try and unlock. And look at um, we're not without a few hurlers ourselves either. And um, Look, we, we, we set uh, goals and targets at the start of the year, so unless we reach those goals and targets, we're not going to be happy ourselves, you know. Yeah, and, no other and normally, uh, Connor, in fairness, when, when Scarlett Gundlaug get to under-21A semi-finals, their, their record is quite good, you know, so um, rarely, rarely beaten in, in these games. And, you know, the higher the level they go, the better the hurler they're going to play. That's great, Leo. Thanks to me for piling on the pressure there about our record. Yeah, commentators, of course, I think that is, Leo, but... Um, <laughs> 
No, Coming here's a booze canner. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Uh, look, at, I, it, it's it's a hurling match like no other. You, we all we all know, and any, any of your listeners will know that once you step inside the the the, the white lines, it, it's it's a game that that only only with only one ball, and if you have that ball, well then no, the other team can't can't do anything about it. So um, if we keep the ball and we and we take our scores. We'll be there thereabouts, and if we're there thereabouts, and it comes down to a battle, um, our lads won't be found wanted. I can I can assure you that anyway. And Connor, finally, you know the the panel itself, uh, fitness wise, you know, as you said, we said earlier on, Owen O'Grady carried an injury into the game, came on, you know, young Hart, Liam Hart from Ogunlo is carrying an injury. Um, what way is the fitness on those guys uh, for this weekend, Connor? And is the rest of the panel are they all available? Uh, yeah, so we, we still have, still have the same, um, still have the same knocks that we that, that you mentioned there. A couple of uh, illnesses, um, none, none of the major ones so far. And I meant to touch touch wood. Um, but look, it, it, it is what it is, Leo. I mean, it's we have people there that are knocking on the door that are, you know, having conversations with us about about how they're hurling and you know disappointed they're not starting. So uh, it is funny. I think the the last time myself and and, and Ronan and the few lads were over the team. We made a call not to start um, in our first game. We, who, who did we pull out again? We pulled out Ron O'Grady, Keelan Hartigan, and Patrick Crutty were the, were the three lads we dropped the first the first um, <coughs> the first day we we ever took charge for twenty one. So we're 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 not afraid to, I suppose, uh, give the lads the chance that 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 are showing us that they want the chance. I suppose you know that are hurling well. You know, um, we have a good panel. We have good uh, lads to bring on should they be called or to start should they be called as well. Um, in fairness to Ronan there, he's, he's anytime we're training, Ronan does series sessions when he's a great coach. And right with, with the help of Ross and Henry, um, we're, we're definitely not afraid to make those calls anyway. Yeah, and there's no doubt good, good men when they were playing and, and, and even better men as management. Connor, look, we wish you all the very best look later on today in this semi-final. We look forward to talking to you hopefully in the next couple of weeks. Looking forward to another 21A final. Connor McNamara, Gormila Magoth. Lads, thanks a million. You're listening to Sportsline on Scarpic Community Radio, 88.3 and 92.7 in East Clare. Around the world on ScarifBayRadio.com and on the TuneIn Radio app. Sportsline is sponsored by Derg Credit Union. And once again, thanks to Connor for taking the time to talk to us. Pat, looking back, you know we're looking forward to the first of all to the next weekend or the weekend coming under twenty one. But I gave an under male seven under twenty one B quarterfinal to Gilbert Tones. We wished him the very best in that. Why get have under twenty one C again? We're going to look, look at does, it's all for a close season. It is all action. But Pat, looking back last weekend. What action we had, you know, Scarif Ogunlow winning the, the, their second senior Camogie title. Vigil Kilnena, unfortunately, losing out in a Munster Junior Camogie final. Aina Kinnamona pipped at the post in a Munster Senior Camogie final from 2020. I suppose we better start with Scarif Ogunlow, Pat. We have to, Leo, and I said I wasn't at the game. I was obviously down at the, in Mallow at the, at the Munster Junior final. But uh, you did your usual wonderful commentary yourself and... Uh, Yourself and um, Nicholas. You? Nicholas, yes, at, at the senior match, which I was t- tuned into on the way home. And uh, I suppose you'll be able to fill in better than I can fill you in. So, first of all, congrats to Scarif Ogunlo. Um, you know, they've, they've proved themselves to be yet a great team again to come back and win another one after a year's break, if you like. And uh, Leo, obviously, management, players, everyone combined, 
uh, got it right on this occasion. What was the difference between that and the drawing game? I suppose on the like the, the game, this you, you'll be asking questions after the first few minutes. Was there anything? It seemed to be an awful lot different, which was in through Clanera. True Clanera came out of the blocks very, very fast the last day, right? Obviously, you know they were caught by Scarafagundo's comeback. The first day they thought they obviously thought they were home and hose, but you know Scarafagundo showed all their cameras and experience to just keep tipping over the points and, and got back into the game. Uh, Scarafagundo, then of course, you know also had the. I suppose the distraction of a minor A final the week before, so preparations were a bit fragmented. With you know, with with the minor team having to be separated away from the the senior yeah. team, you know, as they concentrate on the and and they <coughs> got the victory over Aina Kilnamona, where through Clonera had a clear road and you know could focus totally on, you know, yeah, on, on Scarif and you know they had they had been training in Bradford a few times as well, which may have added a bit of pressure to to them to them also. You know what I mean. Uh, Scarfo Gunnar didn't take up the offer of training in, in, in Bradford prior to the game but it, it corresponded with the day that the minor final was on anyway you know but you know Scarfo Gunnar had a lot of minors out obviously through Clanera came with all guns blazing first 15 minutes they hit Scarfo Gunnar with everything Scarfo Gunnar you know they'd done well to hold on and I suppose there was less ditch tackles there was great saves you know and, and, and different things but once they went in at the water once they got in at the water break and David Sullivan you know, and you 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 heard him in his interviews. He's 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 fairly has his 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 homework done, and they got a chance to to regroup. And once they came out after the water break, and even playing into that strong breeze, just Galfogunda were dictating the pace, right? And even they they could have they got the last two chances really before a half time. So they went in at six points to three, and then Gerald Connell in his analysis of Jim Minogue. Uh, Ashton Corbett Bob better known as Bob was going to make an appearance there's no doubt mm-hmm. of it and as it turned out her free taking was absolutely impeccable booming him over from anything from 50 yards in you know but in fairness to Clara they didn't, they didn't give up but Scarif Gunnar didn't what they didn't do the first day was they didn't attack Lisa Maloney's puck out right she hasn't the best no in fairness to her had a great year in goal so yeah, Clara, to, be fair, to be fair to the one but her puck out isn't the strongest and Scarif focused on attacking that puck out at every opportunity the last day. And I think that was a major difference from the first day that they attacked the puck out. Like Louise Egan, how many times did she get the ball the first day at wing back and, and drive, drive the ball to the field? Didn't get the <coughs> same, didn't get the same uh, latitude uh, from Scarif the last day and their intensity into the tackle. And then some players, you know, as always, a, a final will throw up something new New player, young younger players came very much to the fore again the last day. You know, Jennifer Daly, Leisha Hinchy as we'll call her, and and and, and this is Leisha O'Donnell. You know, Lorraine Grady got the goal. Maybe hadn't the best of a game, but what uh, a year he ended up for Lorraine Grady, yeah. winning the winning goal in the in the minor final the, the week before, yeah. and getting the goal in the senior final. And going back to that, Leo, that minor final obviously was a fantastic achievement. But to manage that minor final, which the, the minor management did a brilliant job on, let's give them the credit first of all. But, oh, credit but the senior management yeah. then. It just shows that they really have their, you know, have their wits about them in terms of managing the, the whole thing about the, the drawn game, then lifting spirits up, then having to leave the minors go, then prepare the team for the senior. They must have managed that very well in terms of timing, in terms of getting rests, you know, the younger players a break after the minor final, in terms of keeping the older you know, senior players tuned in. Obviously, they're getting an awful lot right in terms of team prep and managing situations and also having learned as you said there a minute ago with the book outs etc how to approach the replay with something new 
Yeah, and it, it does, and I suppose you're, you're dead right, Pat. You know, the one thing that Scarif are going to have done on the two weeks, really, from the drawing game into it was all about recovery and rest. Yeah. You know, and I did, by all accounts from what we hear through Clannera, went at it hard enough trying to build it up. It, it seems to be the opposite way for, for, for David Sullivan and his management team. They went on recovery and rest. You know, to get, you know the players had, had gone through a tough campaign and sure. they've had a fairly arduous uh, training campaign, training regime. You know, OK, new management, you know, they, they, they were in full making control. Mark, yeah. They were making their mark and by God did they make their mark. But in fairness to him, every this man... You can you get from his interviews what you see is what you get, and in fairness, he 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 got it right. Absolutely, and Leo, you know, Scarafagunla was a team missing some outstanding players for one reason or another from from the team that won the final a couple of years back. Yes, here they are. It's not a new team, of course, because many of the obviously the, the mainstays of that team are still there. Obviously, loads of them. But you know, there's four or five new players come on the scene, and. You know, for, for players like that to be able to perform in senior finals, the drawn game and the replay, you know, you know, just taking over maybe some of the responsibility from, from the senior players who always kind of expected to lead, that's an amazing thing and it's a great sign of these young players. You know, the future must be very, very bright. I know I know there's a Munster Championship game to come and all of that, but, you know, that's remarkable to get these young ladies standing up to the mark in such big matches what, what maturity they're showing yeah indeed what maturity and I suppose I, I, I you look at the at the drawn the drawn game and who was the lady that got the win got the equalising point was a very underrated player in Abby Walsh, Walsh yeah. right Abby Walsh picked up an injury in the minor final that would have knocked many a player back you know she dislocated a finger the finger was put back in on the field to play painful she, thing yeah. first thing she, she just picked up her helmet and who won the breaking ball straight away Abby Walsh yeah. first person at training on Sunday morning Abby Walsh, right? Amazing, yeah. You know, yeah, and, yeah. and this lady, you think, look at her, that, you know, that she's not going to do a whole lot, she's slight. But yeah. I tell you one thing, she is a, a, a leader and a, a real captain, you know, for the, for the future. There's no doubt about it. But apart from that, she's a tremendous, tremendous holder also, yeah. you know, a tremendous camogie player also. But again, even last Saturday in, in, the, in, the, in the second half, they put Leisha O'Donnell in centre forward, right? Now, Leisha had a, a tough enough time the first day in, in, in Clare Castle. Yeah. But she just ran and worked her socks off in the second half. Two points from play. Do you know what I mean? She set the... In a, in a down scoring down. game, yeah. Jennifer Daly, two points from play as well. You know, Elva Rogers, two points from play. That's six points uh, from three minors. Amazing. You know what I mean? Yeah. And and you've... Um, obviously, you've Maria Scanlon to come in with her her, her, her her usual quota. And then now, of course, the, the expectations are on Bob now that she has to come in and she has to score <laughs> minimum four <laughs> points. You know what I mean? <laughs> But just to bear fairly high for you know, us. And then Lorraine Grady, a goal. <coughs> that was one six. And Lorraine had been taken off and came on again. Came back on again, yeah. yeah. Cleona yeah. Mack came in, done her part. A really, you know, and she'd be on any other team in in, 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 the, in, in the county. There's no doubt about that. Done her part, ran herself into the ground. Then they wanted fresh legs, brought Lorraine Grady back in again, yeah. you know, and yeah. she got her break. And of course she popped up with the goal. And then you have a Maria Scanlon, your Amy Barrett, your Kira Doyles, your Susan Daly's and all of those. Pursues and Vaughan, of course, all of those, you know, still mad for action, mad hungry to win another championship to go further with Scarlet for Goodlow again. You know, the mix seems to be perfect at the moment, Leo. Um, 
I know they have the county final one now and that in itself is a brilliant achievement and I'm sure at the end of the year they'd be happy with that but knowing these players and management and indeed let's say the supporters at this stage they'll be looking a little further do you think they can go further? Oh they can I think Pat there's no doubt about that you you, 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 you know <coughs> and I suppose you, we better mention Rachel Minogue who had an unbelievable back. Yeah. a lady that plays very well Alice every day McGee. and there's nothing mentioned about it all Alice McGee. I don't want to devote anybody Bonnie Wiley Murphy another yeah. one of the minor Bonnie team you know. right, and of course yeah. we can't forget the cool buyer Rachel Daly, yeah. right? New, clean, new clean, goalkeeper. Clean sheet in the county final. What more can you ask for? Um, you look at Aina Kilimona just came up that bit chart in the Munster Club final. One point. Yeah, Arthur's was one, one puck of a ball. You know, Scarif Gunlow beat Aina Kilimona on the way to winning their own uh, county championship. You know, why not? You know, this the same, just some of the same teams are in it from when they won it two years ago. The Newcastle West won in Limerick. From Nincha out in Tipperary yeah. and it's in Ishkara in, 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 in the county of Cork. So that's, they're your four we've teams. We've seen them before, yeah. They're your four mm. and we've seen them again signed yeah. it before. So look at, I suppose, what will counties, it is going to be on after Christmas. Um, I know that the management are giving him a rest. I don't think they're getting that long. He's going to get him back into 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 uh, training again. He doesn't want to let the, the momentum go by all accounts. And you know, so. as a matter of interest, Leo, would there be many of them, and Okia is involved in Ashburn, Ashburn Cup now in, in the coming weeks as well, which is another kind of a, maybe distraction in one way, but could be a good thing in another way. I don't think there's anyone else, Pat. Okay. But I don't think there is, to be honest. But you yeah. see, you're going, you, the, the, the ladies will be holding with Carlo in their competition. In that competi- in yeah, their competition, level competition right. in general, yeah. Um, you know, I don't know of anyone else to be honest. Unless Rachel is playing, or she's working, it could be playing above in Dublin. I'm not, yeah. not 100 percent sure. But obviously, you have different competitions, and there's got to be schools uh, things as well. So you don't know how they're how they're fixed. Uh, do you know what I mean? Elva Rogers will be playing in UL at some at some level. There's no yeah. doubt about that. But look, um, the one thing Pat you mentioned it. There's a tremendous bond and a spirit between uh, Clausens and this crew. There, you know, they showed it the first day. They didn't throw in the towel, and really the last day when it came to hunting and packs, they were. You know they were ready, you know, yeah. to do it. Like you know, the final point, I suppose, Leo, is true. Clonair were almost there on the draw game within milliseconds, apart from the free. The, Look at uh, one by one by and one won by um, Barrett, Scanlon. And I suppose one is the is the operative word, but look, isn't the small things can change a whole oh, season? Pet, you know yourself, it's a thin line between yeah. winning and losing. And true, Clonair had it all, but won the first day. And you know, I, I suppose, you know, it, everyone said on the on, on the balance day, it's always a fair result, mm. but. It is to get over the line to win your first one is is definitely the hardest way, the hardest one. You know, the headed arm was one. Min- mentally, I think last Saturday when the comeback came from Scarfo Gunlaw, I think a lot of them, a lot of their players just seemed to seem to die. Yeah. To be fair to them, you know what I mean. Yeah. They had given it all. I suppose they Probably saw. They realised their chance was gone in a I, sense. May, maybe subconsciously they thought Perhaps it was, was gone. Last, yeah, last game. But anyway, listen, it's all about Scarlett and Lolio. But through Clannair will come again, Pat. There's they no doubt well, that they, they're, they're too good a team not to come back. And they often say the old cliche to lose one to win one. Well, let's say that, that might that might happen there too. But look, it's all about Scarlett and Lolio, and we wish them exactly, every, every success in the Munster Club and, and just say to them again. A tremendous well done on an outstanding achievement, and that's exactly what it is, including the minor win as well, stuck in between. So I suppose we'll go back and talk about the other games, the other Camogie matches now. So yeah, then you have one. your own game, Pat. Fecal Kinnina yeah. and again Ken Morris. And this is a game, you know, I thought it was a great chance for Fecal Kinnina to, to pull a, a provincial championship. Preparations couldn't have been any better. Playing senior championship, playing competitively, Pat. Didn't got the added bonus of the two games in the senior winning the Shield. I yeah. thought they were bringing that winning mentality in. But this, Pat, as you will know, Ken Morris a well-seasoned outfit. A doughty, a doughty fighting team and, you know, it was a game that I think was left behind by Fiegel Kalanina 
uh, I was down there with Ray Nelson, as you know, and we we uh, we covered it. And uh, conditions were, were were as as good as you could get now, considering the weather we've had the build up. It was a bit of a, a, a biting wind, but it wasn't a seriously strong wind. The conditions on the ground were very very good. A little bit of uh, a little bit of muddy around the goals, but not 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 wet muddy, just a little bit just bare. But in general, you know, good conditions. Sun was shining, and I think the sun was an issue for the, one of the goals we conceded. We conceded two goals. Fikil Kilnina conceded two goals to um, Patrice Deegan and to um, Laura or, uh, Laura Collins, and both of them. Would have, I wanted to stop. Look, Patrice Deegan was spectacular in this. She, she, she burst, got a pass, forty meters out, a pop pass as they usually do. Opened up in front of her, but struck the ball before she got the twenty meter line into the top right hand corner. It dipped a little bit. Probably was going for a point, maybe, maybe not, but uh, Roshan Quillig had very little chance. Maybe, maybe, you know, if she had dived, that is a possibility, but look at I wouldn't, I wouldn't blame the goalie for that. But it was a way that um, Louis, uh, Therese Stegen was allowed to run that little bit easy through the middle was the, was the biggest issue. Second goal was a messy goal. A high ball came in. Uh, Eileen Daly and, the, and, and Laura Collins was in at that stage full forward. And I'd say Roshan seemed to lose it a bit in the sun. It landed on the ground just to the right hand side of the goal, about about a yard off, uh, maybe a foot off the line, the end line. And Laura Collins seemed to get all the time in the world. It nearly happened in slow motion. She hit the ball across the goal. Um, Roshan must have moved out along the end line to- towards her. And they crawled in at the far post. And Eileen had lost, as it lost her for a while. Eileen Daly went on to have a fine game after that and brought down some great high ball and cleared them. But uh, those two goals were stuck. But there was still time to come back. We did come back and level it in the second half. But there was a kind of a flatness about the performance, Leo. And I don't know, was it mental or physical in the sense that was there a feeling amongst the girls, maybe, you know, this is only a junior team from Kerry and they mightn't have known the full history of what they've achieved. I know the lads will have tried to, tried to put them in the picture, but just never really opened up the way we can. Didn't play intelligent hurling and a lot of our players were kind of pulled out the field in the second half when we needed a couple of scores. Our best forwards maybe not where they should be and the shape of the team seemed wrong. But look, Clan Morris, doughty fighters and there was a uh, a, a lady called uh, Horgan, Jackie Horgan, who threw over two most fabulous points in the last three or four minutes to actually win, make sure that make sure the game was won, and she had been causing trouble all day long from kind of out, out the field when she when she kind of moved between full forward and and midfield, uh, kind of alternating with um, with Laura Collins. So Patrice Diggin even wasn't her dominant self as such. Zian Spillane had a brilliant first half. Then Zian sort of kind of went back into her shell, wing back again, and she was going to put back wing back, and we thought they were, they were lost in a bit of drive in midfield in the second half so I thought when we needed some scores in the second half um, maybe we needed Lorna McNamara inside maybe isolated with one defender Louise O'Callaghan came in did a good job the girl she was on seemed to be in trouble with Louise and of course, she'd have been in serious <laughs> trouble if she was in Lorna, Lorna you know? of course Peter Canada did a, 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 an awful blow before the game with the loss of a couple of players uh, yeah. illness and that didn't help prepare that no, didn't, didn't help at all. Either. I mean Roshan McMahon is a tremendous battler. She's a player I love watching. Roshan wouldn't be scoring four or five or six points and play for you. But I tell you one thing: she'd be winning ball. She'd, she'd be she'd be kind of knocking the centre back out of the way, and she'd be kind of finding players all around her. And Elliot O'Neill is another player who had a couple of great games in the championship. Really tight playing cornerback. Now it wasn't so much that Rachel McNamara, the Claire and Lauren's sister, who was their oldest sister, played cornerback and did quite well in it. But it's just that there was less options then when it came to late in the game. Players who would be coming on, well, we were limited in, you know, and they didn't bring in too many subs. As I said, Louise O'Callaghan came in uh, in the second half and Louise O'Callaghan did quite well, I thought. Uh, a player was a tremendous young player, missed a bit of hurling for two or three years there in her, maybe minor to 21 years. But uh, 
has tremendous ability and uh, did quite well but you know we probably needed our most dangerous forward inside and maybe trying to isolate a couple of the backs but uh, I suppose a lack of experience at that level too you know it's a, it's a new they're young, they're a, a young bonus team territory yeah, they're a young team and again it's like what we said about Smith O'Brien's the, the objective was, was to you know the objective at the beginning of the year was to you know maintain senior status and to be you know achieve something and they won the shield which is a, a good thing to do to beat Signal Bridge and that so in a final so uh, to consolidate as a senior was the big thing but uh, I suppose you could say it was a chance miss but then Ken Morris you know when you see him playing for Kerry in that Kerry jersey on them we know how tough they can be they beat a clear junior team inside and in a couple of years ago and, and beat him quite it, well is it two years ago at all didn't and uh, beat him quite well is right so you know two ways of looking at it but um, overall you know look at there was a chance that, a chance was there but uh, it's easier said than done to win a Munster, a Munster Cup yeah and there's no doubt you look at, and you look at we go back to a previous game defeat that he played in the championship they lost time to Kilimona by a point, point. Everything, done everything bad win it did everything bad win it Kilimona yeah. probably should be a Munster Club uh, senior Camogie champions at this moment in time and by all accounts they I won't say the truth way. I think you've seen it on stream. Well, I just seen it on the stream. Some, yeah, I didn't know, but um, by all accounts, and look at the reports and the papers and that were that they probably dominated the game a bit, uh, missed a few chances. I mean, we know how how, how competitive they are. Uh, Drummond Inch, I suppose the team we've seen before, Scarif, I good love eat them in that tremendous game below in Capamore. is right uh, there when the when Scarif, Gunla had their brilliant uh, Munster win. So there's so little between a lot of these teams, Leo. You know, at the top in in Clare and in Munster. And uh, you've got to take, you know, every single chance counts. You know, you cannot afford to have freeze missed. If you miss open chances, you will, you will they'll come back to haunt, bite, bite you, as you said. And uh, I know Kilna Mulla, that's really massively disappointed. They are really, really would love to emulate Scarlett for going to win a, a senior club championship at Munster level. We think that they should be able to do it. Um, if, we if hope the race isn't run now. Yeah, yeah, I, I, don't, I don't think these are slipping, but look at They'll go back again. Yeah, I don't think these like, but unfortunately, that's, third, that's the third time. Yeah. And they've gone the close to three times. You know what I mean? Yeah. I suppose the only thing for Ina Canon is, is look at, I suppose, if just played this time last year. When they should have been played, That's, they probably would have been. I, I think they were going better last year. I think, you know, I haven't seen them the bit I saw this year of them twice, I suppose. They didn't look moving to be moving as smoothly. They didn't look to be threatening up front as the Anakil Nimona that we knew. And uh, that can happen teams. You know, you said it yourself there. Uh, you know, momentum can change and, and players can, uh, once they lose form or lose drive, but just as times when you're a bit stale and you, maybe you just, you know, there's times when you're on top of your game. And unfortunately, due to COVID, I think they would, when they were at their peak last year, they would have won that Munster Championship, I feel, anyway. And I suppose uh, for, in, for Drummond Inch, they got the for two goal, they got the break. You need to get your breaks to win these big games, and they got the break with the goal with only a few minutes to go, a long-range free from Eamon McGrath. Uh, Bexwin, yeah. you know. And you could say that about all the big games we're talking about. Yeah. The drawing game, the break of, of, of a skeleton getting a late free to draw it. Uh, Kerry getting a free, uh, a soft goal due to the sun. Uh, in, in the eyes of the goalkeeper and full back and the kind of last flash of flight the ball just couldn't see what was happening and that was the difference I think and now you're talking about Roman Inch getting a handyish goal from distance so yeah, ball it should small be, ball should have been better just missed and it, it popped and in past uh, Rebecca Keating who was in fairness it, it, and, and it didn't too easy pass <coughs> Rebecca Keating no they did small pull back to get a point however looking at the game I thought they had many claims a full value of claim for a free in the last moment you know, for that would have been a draw game, and sure, if it went extra time, God only knows what would happen. God but the referee, frustrating. For, referee for some reason did not give the free. Didn't give the free, and we talked about some questionable refereeing decisions in the in the in the Munster Junior Final as well. Uh, Dimer Kerwin, who was a, a tremendous referee, I thought uh, over the years, uh, an experienced referee as well, and uh, 
does baffling because you give very soft freeze to Fiegel Kilnina and we, we said that in our commentary in the first half but yet in the second half when the chips were down and there was a couple of frees needed we had two players tumbled at different times when they were threatening to maybe do something in the half forward area and he just waved play on so uh, you'd often wonder like you know, you just wonder I mean it's a hard job and look at oh, it's a and sure they, 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 they the referees as they see it and someone's up in the stand you see differently but look at when all is said and done uh, it's players winning games we can't we can't go talk too much about referees either in fairness yeah and Pet obviously that's our, our end of our Camogie segment now we'll be turning back to the hall in a quick quick look back Pet we're going to look great win they may have chance to play Skeena Rinky yeah, deservedly so. Tremendous game of Hurling Leo. A most enjoyable game, an entertaining game we've been at for a long time. Really enjoyed that below on the bridge last Sunday. Uh, Agunla, again, outstanding. Um, looked up to be up against it early on. Bricky Rangers looked to be really athletic, very strong, moving the ball very well. All well able to shoot and shoot long-range points. And at, 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 for a period, you'd say, um, Agunla were maybe in a little bit of trouble, but sure, they're outstanding men. Gerard Sheedy brought him back into it with, with that goal. And uh, then later on, um, Henry Vaughan another goal when it was vitally needed and uh, in the start of shooting points and the start of playing the ball around outstanding performance um, Bricky Rangers seemed to lose a little bit of focus as the game went on maybe didn't finish as, as, as well but Ogunla just got stronger and uh, some outstanding performances Colin Quinn at centre back I thought excellent as well but you know you don't want to be naming too many individuals and leaving out individuals but we know how good Garochidi has been for a young lad and as I said I think I said it at the match you know, a fine, strong individual. Not only has he got the skills, he's a huge, strong guy. So, I mean, he's nearly got everything to make a top-class hurler. And without putting the hex in, we just hope he stays fit now for Ogunlos and next campaign against Gehirin. Yeah, the campaign against he, Gehirin. He, he has done the 21 campaign to and go as well. He's still only a young man. Pet, our flagship team in the county, uh, Bellier, uh, only won Cannon Hamilton a couple of weeks ago. They caught a tartar here in Bellygunner. Gosh, they did. Now, I suppose it was on the cards. Everything was nearly falling into Bellygunner's path in the sense that you had playing Bellier but no Tony Kelly. Um, you had Bellygunner, you know, plenty of time to build up for this game, having won the, the Waterford Championship a good while ago. I'm not sure how many weeks. Bellygunner have been the best team in Waterford for seven or eight years. So one of the top two in Munster, three for the last five or six years. An outstanding cl- club team, that has to be said. And even Daisy Hutchinson hardly, hardly scored at all, but all the other players came into it. It's a, well, he brought players into it, though. But, I mean, great to see Mahoney playing with Conor Forward and driving pints over from all angles as well. Um, a super team, a club team, but like everything else, this is this has to be their year, I think. You know, they're knocking on the door now, Munster, for a while. Um, they will have Kilmallock and, 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 and whoever else to play. To, yeah, to and, and they have to play Lockmore like Castellani. of course, forced. But no, they might be tiring with football now, but they're some club, but that's another story altogether. Um, Bellier, just a step too far for them. Um, I saw the hi- I watched the highlights and I, w- I watched a bit of it on stream just to see could I could I just figure out what was going on. And it looked like to me the Bellier started full of determination, but there was a few balls lads win for, and they just kind of missed high high catches or high bats, and. I think they nearly were too fired up belly in the sense of, of, of maybe not standing mech and, and staying calm and watching for breaks. They tore into some tackles but when the tackle was missed and didn't get the ball. Yeah. It led to belly going getting the first four or five scores. I think once you got to that stage there was only going to be one winner. But uh, you know belly as, as we said about Smith O'Brien's Bellier's main objective at the beginning of the year was to win the Cannon Hamilton. They, were, they weren't by any means the hottest of favourites for it when Tony Kelly had his injury and his, his, his ankle operation no one would give him a chance of win, even winning the clear one they've won that and I think 
given the circumstances, they'll be, they'll be happy enough for a year. Yeah, I think they'll be happy enough when, you know, look at Belly Gunner are, are probably, as you said, Pat, she's either this year or, or, or never. I'd imagine so, yeah. You know, it is uh, an All Ireland club thereafter, there's no doubt about that. They seem to have. That's and Middleton will be no pushover either for any of them. Sorry? Um, Middleton will be no pushover. No, there's a lot, of, lot of quality yeah. teams. A mm-hmm. lot of quality teams have come out this year, you know, and I suppose even when you come out of there, then you have you, you have Belly Hale and Thomas is <laughs> Thomas Thomas come out, you know, so it ain't going to be. It ain't and Kilmacord Crokes, I have a feeling. This is Kilmacord. Kilmacord, yeah. yeah. I, I just seen him now a couple of times. I've seen him in the Dublin final and I saw them against the. the Raharney was it? Yeah. No, okay, Raharney would be slightly weaker, but they're a very impressive side, uh, Kilmacord, and I think they'll take a beat- beating in Leinster as well. Yeah, they might even cause a surprise. Yeah, and Clark Belly Collar had a good win over referees as well. Mm. So poor, look, poor it's hard to play for them. This is supposed to be the quiet season, and we are talking about all the top all the top class club teams. Pat, we let one little point passes out there when we were talking about the Camogie, and I suppose one of the big announcements of the week was. Uh, the announcement of Davy Fitzgerald joining Cork as the Camogie coach. Uh, I, I think that's down to Anna Geary's cuteness there. Uh, instead, she she only joined that that team there coaching the uh, the Ireland Fitzgerald family. Our main aim was to get get Davy back down to help out with the Cork senior Camogie team. But look at what's good from their point of view. I think is that he's in as as coach, so he'll be slightly lower profile. I think the manager of the Camogie team will probably do the media. I presume anyway. And do all that sort of thing. So, as a coach, we know Davy is second to second to none. Hardly, I mean, he, he understands the game and he's his own way. He, he wants to play, and I suppose Cork are hurting from that All Ireland final loss as well. So, um, I I'd say you know it'll be a good fit. I think uh, he'll have them very competitive. They will be extremely hard to beat. It'll be very interesting to see to see employ the same tactics as he does in the, with the hurling teams. And will he be kind of, you know, having a very extra person always in defence and maybe trying to run at teams and maybe score points from far out because they won't have three inside, you think. Uh, or will he just change his tech completely? You know, all good coaches set out their teams based on the strengths of their players. And it'll be very interesting to see how it'll go. But uh, it certainly isn't going to weaken Cork and it'll be fascinating to watch. I'd say you'll have treble the, the amount of people watching the matches on TV next year because of the interest uh, you know, uh, with with Davy involved in Cork, I think it will create enormous interest in next year's Camogie Championship. Yeah, there's no no doubt about it. You'd wonder whether the Camogie president had some say in getting him in to promote this or whatever. You know, wonder, yeah, look, certainly Cork, high profile Cork, anyway. Cork, Cork are never far away, and there's no doubt about that. Pat McNamara, as always, thank you very much for your input into the program. Thanks also to Conor McNamara and Brendan Foley for their input earlier on in the program. Thanks to Jim Collins in the control tower, and I know uh, Jim. Before we let you go, uh, Jim. Uh, you have a word to say about our um, our calendar? Yes, Leo. Uh, just uh, I suppose just to mention this, uh, the the uh, we have a, a beautiful calendar produced uh, recently. The layout was was at Hogan Computers, and um, uh, Ruth Griffin Photography. Uh, really, really beautiful calendar with images from all over East Clare, all the way from. Kilkishan to Killinina and from Killadoo to Tulla. So fabulous, um, fabulous calendar and really a lovely Christmas present. And it's only five euro. Um, I think people will be amazed at the value how when they see it. It's a lovely production, in fairness. Yeah. yeah. And so, uh, a, few, a, few, a, f- a few dubious characters have appeared on it as well. And look, <laughs> uh, you know, as you said, a, a great Christmas present. Yeah. Five, five Ti- euros. Timely. Yes, indeed, five euros. So we'd ask everybody to um, 
maybe think about getting one and maybe get one for any relatives you have abroad. Uh, they'd love to see it. And the great thing is... Lovely present. It's one or two months of the year they'll have Leo looking at it from the wall as well. Leo's in the, in the lovely new blue jacket where he has for commentating. So, you yes. know, an, extra, an added bonus. Added bonus. Pat, <laughs> you've seen to forget your day yourself. But anyway... <laughs> We could, we leave, we're going to definitely leave it at that. Yeah, a great fundraiser. That's yeah, there's no doubt. That's required, and, and, for, the, required for the radio look, station. Look, you might yeah. help and support the radio by, by, by taking a calendar for us. Jim, again, thank you very, very much. And that concludes our Sports Science Show here today on Scarif Bay Community Radio in association with Jared Credit Union on 88.3 FM and 92.7 FM. From Media Dial, it's Bannock Day, August Lawn. <laughs>